Hey guys, welcome back to the Noble Broker Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Lickstein. And on the Noble Broker Podcast, we welcome industry professionals in the real estate industry that are more than what you see on the internet. We are more than the people that you see in the media. We are real people with real hobbies, real passions, and real drive for success. Today, I wanna welcome Jose Perez, the Senior Vice President of Business Development for Home Genius, who's doing some really interesting stuff in the marketplace. Welcome, Jose. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Great to see you. My pleasure. I'm, I'm happy to welcome you to Pompano Beach to our beautiful recording studio. It was it was an easy drive. <laughs> Love to, you don't hear that often. No, I, I know. I know. It's funny. I, I was telling Jordan a second ago, I, I was halfway up here, couldn't find my sun pass to go through the uh, express lane, so I went in the regular lane, and thankfully traffic was fine. I was sitting on it the whole time. Oh, so I'll put it on when I go back. You might have gotten charged either way. <laughs> True. Yeah. I love how they do it by license plate, where you don't necessarily have to have the fob. It, it kind of just it detects your license plate and uh-huh. builds your account. But yeah. I, I love to go express lanes. It's the only way to go to Miami. Only way to go. So on your way home, express I, I, Absolutely. I know I saw the parking lot when I was uh, coming coming north. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so, Jose, how long have you been in the real estate profession? I actually have a an MBA in real estate from University of Texas at Austin. So really, pretty much my whole career. I did, did a little detour in in the uniform business, but about thirty years, I would say. Okay. What made you choose real estate as kind of your specialization in college? That's a great question. Um, so it's, you know, early 80s Miami. Things were rocking. And, you know, I took a real estate course. Never ended up getting my license, but just saw the potential. And I had a lot of friends that were in the business, mentors, people I'd done internships for. Um, and I just saw it. it's exciting. It touches every aspect of someone's life. You have... And then I was interested in not just residential, but commercial real estate. Uh, I love architecture, urban planning. So all those things touched real estate. And I thought, you know, if I'm in the real estate business, I'm around all that stuff all the time. And that's really, that was, that was the driving force. And, and getting an MBA was great because I got to dive deep into construction, architecture, urban planning. So it really kind of gave me the whole, the whole picture. You're kind of a rare person in that sense in going and getting a higher level of education in real estate. For most people in the marketplace, real estate's their second career or their third career even. Right. Uh, and you, you knew very early on. It was either real estate or the Miami Vice life for you. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> uh, well, no, that's true. That's one of the problems in the industry. There's 1.6 million realtors, right? And you know, half of them don't really do a whole lot of anything, right? And, and so that's a problem. I think the, the barrier to entry in our industry is, is relatively low. I think most people would agree with that. But at the same time, you know, there's a necessity and people have relationships and so they want to leverage those relationships. But uh, yeah, there, there's not enough higher education in my view. Um, you know, I wish there was more of it. In fact, when I went to uh, University of Texas at Austin, one of like maybe three schools in the country that even had that kind of specialty. I don't know what it's like today. I would like to think there's more of that. Um, there's a lot more. Yeah. Awesome. So leaving school, let's kind of run through the timeline of who Jose Perez is. Mm-hmm. You left school. Uh, did you jump right into the real estate aspect or did you <clears throat> mention uniforms for a little bit? Well, I so I did jump right into real estate. Uh, 1984, Houston, Texas. Uh, have you ever seen something called a, a see-through, a see-through building? Um, no. Okay, see-through building is a term of commercial real estate where it's market's so bad. 84 Houston oil recession was so bad that you'd have these 50-story office buildings basically empty. It was cheaper to keep them shuttered than to run them. Um, so I walked into that chainsaw, <laughs> uh, you know, as a kid out of college and spent about a year banging my head against the wall and I saw people that were highly successful going bankrupt. So I ended up waiting tables uh, for a while, 
uh, got in the uniform business again as a, as a sidetrack. I, I moved back to Miami. I was in Houston at the time. Moved back to Miami just because I, you know, I needed I needed to work. And uh, I had a you know family friends that I'd worked for when I was at University of Miami and the uniform business. So you know did that for a while and, and eventually worked my way back. So you you've gone through a long timeline of what we see in the real estate markets, the ups and downs, but the overall appreciation across the board. If you look at 1984 up through today, there is indefinite appreciation. While there's been dips and crashes and highs and lows, always comes back. It always comes back. Always comes back. I, te- I tell I've got two kids. One one who has actually bought and sold two homes already. Now, granted, he did it recently, which is not real necessarily, but. You know, listen, I've been through ups and downs myself, you know, financially over the years. What always got me through it was real estate, right? Because, you know, you bought your first house, you made money on it, you bought your second house. Maybe you bought an investment uh, property. And to your point, it, it, little dips here and there, but it always comes back. I mean, look at this. I was talking to somebody in New York this morning, and I'm sure you're experiencing it too. This slowdown of the last year-ish, you know, is kind of now starting to bounce back. I talked to a guy in New York and said his numbers are, you know, on like, like they were before. You know, people need to live, right? There's so, so many people in the country. There's so many housing units. So it's just it's supply and demand. You're always going to need to live in a house. What I found really interesting, last week I was at uh, the National Association mid-year meetings, and you hear their economist, Lawrence Yoon, speak time and time again, kind of with the same script over and over, so you hear it and you kind of memorize it. But if you look at year over year, 2022 to 2023, there's a lot of doom and gloom of what's talked about right now, but we're actually transactionally, like volume count, yeah. we're over where we were this time last year. And this is when we were starting to see the slowdown. Yeah. So you're gonna feel year over year that things are getting better and better as the year progresses, even though it's not what we saw in 2021. Well, and, and I think it's it's incumbent on the real estate professional to coach their customers through that. Cause you know, the consumers are reading all the doom and gloom, interest rates and recession and all this other stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, I mean, my wife's a real estate agent. She's licensed here and in Georgia. And I just love you know, listening to her and how she talks to her, her customers, her, their clients. I mean, she's educating them and kind of talking them off the ledge because it is an emotional, you know, whether so you're buying or selling, it's very emotional, especially if you haven't done it very many times. And so to me, you know, it's up to the real estate professional to really be that kind of that steady hand, that, that, that trusted advisor that's seen all this stuff, knows what's going on and can guide you through it. That's what the role of the realtor is today. I mean, looking back from when you started, it was the keeper of the pages, the printed yeah. pages that were the quote unquote multiple listing service. And that's evolved as we became more digitized as a profession and even more so now where consumers have readily available statistics and, and numbers to make their own economical decision. We are not the data keepers anymore. We're not the hoarders of the content. Mm-hmm. We. We are those who are there to guide and be that handhold, that hand holder and kind of the psychologist or therapist as you're going through a transaction to shepherd someone across the finish line, right? Exactly. So let's, let's before we jump into more about the industry and the profession itself, you're at Home Genius now. You guys are doing some neat things. We're going to jump into that in a second. But leading up to this, what work experience have you had that kind of brought you in to be armed for this role that you're in right now? That's a really good question. So... I spent about 11, no, 13 years at, uh, well, what's now called Anywhere. Uh, I ran franchise sales. So I had a very, very specific set of skills. When you sell a real estate franchise, it's, it's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. You have to be a consultant, to your point, the doctor, or helping someone understand why would I change the name of my company and pay you guys these royalties, right? So really 
you know, really taught me to really understand the real estate business per se. And I went from that to having a consulting practice in the real estate space still. When I was in the consulting business, you know, talking about another recession, 2008, I started my business in 2008, really bad timing. Nobody had money to pay for a consultant. And so what ended up happening is I started getting approached by technology companies who saw that I had this, you know, this huge network, right, because of my previous position, and said, hey, can you connect me with, you know, with, you know, so-and-so, I'll pay you. Can you connect with so Well, I mean, over the first six months to a year of this, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm in the technology business. I mean, I'm, so these brokers who trust me and know that I know their business, right, they're trying to figure out, this is going back to 2008, and this is like Web 2.0 was kind of starting to be a thing, right? It wasn't just, you know, your website was a, you know, a static, you know, kind of an electronic brochure. Mm -hmm. Now Web 2.0 means, hey, how are you engaging consumers? All that stuff started happening back then. So the brokers trusted me to bring them the right vendor. The vendor doesn't know anybody, right? So they bring me in. So it was a great marriage. And so that, so I did that for 10 or 11 years, you know, helping folks understand technology. So come to Home Genius, and they have this grand vision to create this big ecosystem. You know, when I got here, it was primarily an ecosystem for lenders uh, and investors. And they had built a lot of really solid technology, some of which you've seen, mm -hmm. that, you know, would help these huge lenders make massive decisions, financial decisions, used based, based on algorithms that we've created. So, back to your question about what, what prepped me for this, you know, now they wanted to add agents and brokers and consumers to this ecosystem that they're creating. So I saw what they were, did for the lenders and I knew exactly how I could help them get into the broker and agent space and that's what we've been able to do. So that knowledge of consulting with a, with a, with a broker, right, when I sell them franchises, understanding their business so I can sell them technology, understanding the technology side of the business so I can show people, okay, this is how you build technology for real estate professionals, that and you know, a few other things really positioned me for this right now, which is a unique set of skills that I've been able to bring to the table. It, it really is. <clears throat> what I want to focus on on that before we get into Home Genius itself is what you've done is leverage the network that you created on the real estate side of mm -hmm. things. So no matter what your ultimate goal is or what you think might be your end goal, this is me speaking to the agents out there, agents and brokers, the larger network that you have, the better leverage you'll have for whatever comes next. There's absolutely zero question, and I applaud you for bringing that up because i got to tell you something. I've been doing this now five and a half years. You know, I've met a lot of nice, smart people like yourself along the way, but the majority of the people that are using our services today are people that I knew and say, wow, Jose is doing that. You know, I should, I should, I should listen, right? And, and so that network is huge and very, very valuable. There was a time when I was on my way out of, uh, of realty at the time, where I thought about leaving the industry, taking my skills and not thinking about my network. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, well, that's silly. You know, I mean, at the time I was in my mid-40s, I've built up 20 years of context, I'm just gonna walk away from that. And thankfully I didn't, and you know, here I am. There you are. Uh, so a genius move. So <laughs> genius, there you go. <laughs> um, all right, so let's jump into Home Genius. Um, let's talk about that a little bit and how Home Genius is changing the way that agents work their database. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna to talk to the technology side of things and how you're using some uh, quote unquote sexy terms and, and uh, technology that's really become so prevalent in our marketplace currently and where it's going. Mm -hmm. So Home Genius, what, talk to me a little bit about how agents are deficient in their ability to capture the contacts that they've already created. 
Well, uh, you talked about agents needing to be the trusted advisor, right? That takes time. Most agents don't have a lot of time, right? And, and most agents are straight commission, right? So they're off to the next deal. And so, you know, when you think about what consumers' expectations are, right, of their advisor, right, they expect communication, they expect, you know, insights, information. 90% of consumers say they use the same agent again, only 13% do, that's according to NAR. And then Zillow had a stat that showed that 74% of agents don't do anything after the closing. That's a huge, huge problem because that agent, as you mentioned earlier, should be the one on a regular basis explaining to the customer, hey, look, here's what's happening in your neighborhood. Here's what's happening with your property. Hey, did you know that if you added a fourth bedroom, you could add this much value to your property? Hey, did you know that if you renovated your kitchen, you could add that kind of thing that really provides value. But unfortunately, what, you know, what most agents are doing, they think they're staying in touch with their sphere because they're sending calendars for Christmas or they're selling cookie recipes or selling, you know, sending silly things like that. And nice, again, not saying you shouldn't do those kinds of things, but that's not what's going to really, that's not what the, the, the consumer is expecting out of their real estate professional. They're expecting information, insights, intelligence that's going to guide them as they own their property. And by the way, so they can help their friends, right? Who, hey, listen, you know, Jonathan, thank you for all the information. I'm really not doing anything right now, but I'd love to see that report again in six months. But you know what? My sister's moving to Boca Raton. You know, can you give her a shout? She's in New York. She's trying to get out of there and she's trying to come down here. Could you help her out? I mean, and that's, I think most agents don't do that level of, of, of prospecting within their database. They just kind of assume if they're sending out these trinkets that they're going to get a phone call, but you know, nine times out of 10, they're not going to get that phone call. So my realtor can't get me a good deal on a house and give me the best snickerdoodle recipe <laughs> out there? Maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but um, how many agents say, you know, find out that somebody sold the house to three years ago, five years ago, bought another house or bought an investment property and they didn't call them? No, they're going to call the, the, the last person they talk to, most likely. Whoever's top of mind. Or whoever's top of mind. Right. And, and not because they saw your name on the refrigerator. You walk by the refrigerator every day 15 times. You, you don't even see it anymore. So it, it's you're 100% correct. And these recipes, these little tips, these little home tips or decorating articles, things like that, they're easy, quick, short ways that realtors try and stay top of mind. Right. And they feel like they check the box. Right. And that's not enough. No. The content that you're sharing needs to be of value, personalized to the end user. And for yeah. most, it's really not, it's not perceived to be doable. I think personalized to the end user is you hit the nail on the head because there are automated valuation tools that you can send, right? You know, set it and forget it, but they're not personalized. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I don't want to trust an algorithm. I mean, we've got a great algorithm, but you know what? It's not 100% right. Nobody's 100% right. So you're going to send this blind value to somebody you don't even know how it's calculated and what if it's not the right number it's like, what, what's this guy smoking right <laughs> and so so personalizing it because you know something about the neighborhood because you know something about the property because you know something about what's going on in the marketplace that's what's going to make a difference i mean you don't get your your, your stock your stockbroker doesn't send you just a you know hey here's what the dow jones did today he's he's he or she is breaking down your investments and this is what they're doing and this is what the projections are this is directly on your portfolio. On your what portfolio. matters to you, not uh -huh. what matters to what I think you're gonna you're gonna want to see. Exactly. So as as you go in and you're getting that that relative information that's getting to the end consumer, not only are you top of mind, but you're giving them quality information that the human naturally wants to be the hero to other people. That's just human nature. So if you're in a conversation with a friend, or your buyer or seller is in a conversation with a friend, and something comes up about real estate. 
you're the one giving them this consistent information on a regular basis. And they're so eager to share that with their friend and be the quote unquote hero of that conversation, being the person who recommended so-and-so or the, the trusted real estate professional. Uh, and, and that information just is that much more impressive when it's coming through. So how does Home Genius solve that question? Well, I mentioned some of the tools that we built on the lender side. So we have three things that, that make us completely unique, all proprietary, all things that we've built. Um, the first thing is an algorithm, uh, an AVM, that you know, it's essentially an agent types an address and we return uh, an estimated number based on all kinds of crazy algorithms that I wouldn't even begin to explain to you right now. Um, we also, as part of that process, give the, the uh, agent a hundred comparables. Typically, they find what they need in the first 10 or 15, but they have a hundred just in case. They have the ability to edit filters and do all kinds of different things, redraw maps, okay? So that's number one. Number two, we have something called Home Genius IQ, which is artificial intelligence that scans MLS photographs and predicts the condition of the room. This is huge, because that's, you know, that's a big big job for an agent to figure out, okay, what are the right comps, right? So not only do they not have to go find the comps, because we found them for them, we start them out with a number, but then we also rank the, the right now just bathrooms and kitchens of each property so that you can tell exactly which ones you should be looking at. And the third thing is a home price index, which comes out once a month. We look at 100, over 100 million properties uh, in the U.S., and we allow the agent to compare neighborhoods, zip codes, cities, regions, and be able to tell the consumer the median value and the home price appreciation over a period of 15 years. So as we all know, most consumers are looking at multiple markets. So you might be looking at Delray Beach and Boca Raton. Okay, well, well let's do a home price index and see what's going on in each of those markets. That's real value. Staying in touch with your customer. Hey, you bought that house in Boca Raton. Hey, once a quarter, here's a report. Here's what's happening in Boca Raton real estate. So anyway, so those three things cut the amount of time it takes an agent to do what I would call a legacy CMA, which is really the best thing you could do for your customer if you're going to provide value. But at 45 minutes, most agents aren't going to take the time unless somebody's really, really ready to do something. With our tool, it's three or four minutes. So as a result of that, now an agent has no excuse. If in three or four minutes, you could send them a personalized report about their property, their neighborhood, you know, all these things, why not do 10 a day? And now you could touch every one of your customers on a regular basis and really provide value that most agents, again, are not going to spend 45 minutes doing. No, completely agree. Uh, if you had to sit there and do 45 minutes on, let's say, what, what's the average database an, an agent has? 1,000? 500? Um, 400 or so. 400? Yeah. So we'll use that number. We'll use 400. That's an easy round one for us to work with. So if you're using 30, 45 minutes, I'm going to go on the low end and say 30 minutes. 30 minutes times your 400 consumers. Uh, you what is that, 12,000 minutes you, you, in a month? You, you would never do it. You can do it. You would never do it. And, and here's the other thing, speaking of the database. In that database, according to NAR, 9.3% of consumers are moving or know someone who's going to move in the next 12 months. So if you take that 400 people in your database times 9.3%, that's about 38 transactions that are there. People that are going to do something or know someone's going to do something in the next 12 months. So if you're sending them regular, robust content that shows you're the expert and shows that you care about that consumer, whether or not they're ready to buy or sell today, they know somebody that does. And so that's when you're going to get the call. 100%. So I want to spend a little bit of time on the Home Genius IQ, as artificial intelligence is all the talk right now. Everyone wants to know what's it going to do inside of real estate, what does it really have the power to do, and should I be afraid of it, right? The, the time where we share data with that big algorithm portal that's public-facing starts with a Z, we're going to leave it there. <laughs> um, 
agents and the real estate profession in its entirety are worried about what they're giving out and being very gun shy as opposed to kind of embracing new technologies. So talking about AI, how does it know? I mean, what if you have a granite colored linoleum flooring? What if you have a Formica top that looks like it's marble? Like, how does it, how does it know? Well, I'm not the data scientist, but you know, I obviously am exposed to you know a lot of these conversations and, and listening to, to those guys explain what they did. So they took about three years and they scanned three and a half billion with a B photographs. We worked with teams of agents, appraisers, and also tried to stick to you know known standards, government standards. Um, and you know, we taught the model. Um, and maybe you should have Steve on sometime because he could talk you down to the pics. He could show you a picture where the, the, the living room is part carpet and part hardwood floor. In fact, I, I saw a picture one time. It was like a little tiny piece, and it picked up the hardwood floor. It picks up the, the mosaic on a tile. It picks up the amount of light coming in. So it goes down to, again, again, not, I'm not the data scientist, but I, I'm sure that he would tell you it goes down to a very fine, finite uh, pixel number or pixel size that is really allowed to then break break it down and be pretty accurate. And you know, I, I'm you know kind of happy you've seen some of this before. But you know, if you if you take a picture of a of a burned out basement, and then you take a picture of one that's a little bit better and a little bit better, you could just see the progression. And then we have a ranking from one star, which is basically unlivable, to five star being mute. And we, you know, it's not subjective. It's you know, we've worked with people and tried to fit it fit within really strict standards because you might think a kitchen's nice and I might think it's excellent. Right, so we have to stick within standards that people understand that are that are that are not biased. Okay, that that makes tons of sense. And what I want to encourage our listeners to do is to embrace and, and research and learn about these new technologies and not be afraid of it. There's enough data that's out there on the internet, in the marketplace, on the MLSs, on all these different portals where this information can be taken from. Don't think that your hesitation is going to impact the evolution of technology. But the thing is, I mean, you know, you hear a lot of scary stuff about AI today, but you know, I mean, AI in real estate is very simple. It's what we do that I haven't seen anybody else doing. It's, you know, text, you know, there's now people doing AI for listing, you know, like description, you know, listing description. Yep. I mean, uh, there's a, there's a CRM company that uses AI to read through uh, texts and kind of predict when someone's going to do something. Why wouldn't you use something like that? I mean, it's just going to make you better. And bottom line is, if you don't, you're going to be left behind. Correct. I mean, the early adopters take the benefit and everybody else follows along and picks up the scraps. Hey, people were scared of the internet 20 years ago, right? You can't, you can't do business without the internet today. I don't think you could live without the internet you today. You can't live without the internet today, probably, <laughs> unfortunately. But. So as, as AI continues to impact our marketplace, where do you see an opportunity or something you've heard that might be exciting for you? Or for our for our profession for the future, as far as AI, yeah, I mean certainly I think the the you know I mean, again not to spend all the time on us but we are doing some pretty cool things you know one of the things we're working on right now is using our Home Genius IQ in home search. Okay. So imagine I'm standing in front of your house in Pompano Beach, and I really like the front of your house. I actually like your kitchen too, but I can't afford to live in your house, right? I need to be in Deerfield or somewhere else. Okay. Not to pick on Deerfield. Uh, <laughs> but I can then, using our Home Genius IQ, scan MLS photographs in Deerfield for properties that are, that are on the market right now, and it'll match based on that search. I could search on any, we, have, we, we predict condition on I think 19 rooms now. 
And so in 19 rooms, we can do a search where I could say, okay, I want a walk-in closet, I want a tile in the bathroom, I want uh, granite, uh, you know, in the in the in the um, in the kitchen. I want marble in the. I can do all those things and search based on that criteria, not like the old school search of just you know bedroom size, you know, whatever. I mean, but really down to that level. So that's. That's just one example that we're working on of, of AI that's going to make the consumer experience ten times better. I love that, but it, it's <clears throat> this is this system is only going to be as good as the data that's available to it. So the utmost importance for listing agents to get themselves high resolution photography. Absolutely. Yep. Thirty five up to fifty five pictures, depending on your MLS. Some even allow ninety nine now. Yeah. Um, that allow systems and, and tools like this to scrub and allow their property to gain exposure to new clientele that may not yeah. even be looking at it. Well, while uh, Genius Price Pro, which is our valuation platform, is only available to licensed real estate agents and brokers, some of this technology we're starting to make available to consumers on HomeGenius.com. Uh, so agents, if you get, actually not only agents can use it on, on, on HomeGenius.com, but consumers can upload their own photographs. If they if they recently renovated the kitchen and the bathroom, for example, and they want to see how much their house might have improved in value, hmm. they can upload their photographs, and our algorithm will take that into consideration and adjust the price. That's a very neat aspect, and definitely ap applicable to the public. Yep. Um, heck, I'd like to I'd like to throw my house in there. Yeah. Um, Register for homejuice.com, free account. So it's available to the public now. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, the search isn't quite there yet, but but a lot of the other stuff is. Okay. I will check that out. I've only looked from within the profession as opposed to yeah. somebody okay. from outside. Go in as a consumer. I will definitely check that out. Um, so Home Genius, really neat tool, interesting company to follow. Do your research, as always, with any technology tool. Do your research, do your own. But if you're looking to maximize the capability of the network you've already created, whether you have 200 or 2,000 or 20,000, uh, there's an opportunity for you to leverage uh, your database to generate more transactions in a marketplace where it may be tough to come through on and find transactions. Well, and not only that, but you're differentiating yourself because I, I, we let off at the very top. You know, 1.6 million agents, a lot of them aren't doing anything, and unfortunately, a lot of them aren't that professional, right? And so if you walk in with uh, all this kind of additional information that other people are either too lazy or just won't make the time to do it, you're going to stand out. It's it going makes to be... you look like a, a true professional, the, the exactly. source of... Uh, they don't uh, need to know it took you three minutes. We have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout throughout people's careers, whether you're in real estate or a different profession or a different industry altogether, uh, there are always influences and mentors or coaches that we kind of gain inspiration from or help guide us through the process to find what our ultimate goal is. Is there a podcast, a speaker, a book, something that you read and stay on top of that kind of inspires you that maybe our listeners would resonate with? There, there, there are two, two um, books slash speakers that I would highly recommend uh, to anybody at any point in your career, but especially helped me early on in my career. One is a guy named Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. Um, you know, he does a bunch of TED Talks, and he talks about uh, knowing your why. You know, why are you doing this? Are you doing this to make money? Are you doing this to provide a service to your customers, right? And so, based on your why, your your whole kind of value system and how you approach your business is going to be much, much more sincere, and you're going to have much, much more conviction as to you know you know why you're doing what you're doing, and it'll come across that way. Uh, so that's one 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 gentleman. And from a sales standpoint, you know, being a sales professional myself and managing salespeople for most of my career. 
Um, there's a book called Spin Selling, S-P-I-N, Spin Selling. Spin, spin is short for an acronym for situation questions, problem questions, implication questions, and need payoff questions. So the theory is that the best salespeople speak the least amount of time because they're asking questions and they're listening, right? Who does all the talking, you know, when, when, you're, when you're going to the doctor? You know, the doctor's asking you, you know, where it hurts and asking you a lot of questions and then coming back with his diagnosis or her diagnosis, right? So spin cell is the same process. You know, you know, you have certain implicit needs, things that you know, like we're going back to the database. Most agents know that they could do a better job staying in touch with the database. That's an implicit need. Through a series of questions, understanding the problem, the implication of not doing so, that implicit need becomes an explicit need, which means I gotta do something about this now. Creates the demand. It cre creates that urgency for someone to do something. So those two books really are kind of the foundation of, of everything that I do and, and how I coach my people and train my folks. And, and it doesn't have to be applied just to real estate. You can apply it to, to any, any, any sale or honestly, anything when you think about any it. Any conversation. I mean, any conversation. I mean, you know, people that ask questions are, are, are listening and, and really providing much more value than someone who's to talk, 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 talk. So when you're looking for something to stay in touch with your network, it's, it's important to give quality information, not, not just consistently, but with reputation or with, with validation behind it, right? With some data behind it. Uh, and if you can stay in front of your customers with quality information on a consistent basis, you don't have to use Home Genius, but it'll make you look like a genius. And that's no bull. Thanks for being here, Jose. You're welcome. Appreciate Thank you. you.